Investors stand to lose millions in the Ryland Group collapse. Let's have a look. Hello everyone, Florian Heiser here and welcome to another episode of Heiser Says. I'm here with my Stein of Coffee and I thought we'd look at this article about the Rayland Group collapse. Now if you're not familiar, I did a video about the collapse of the Rayland Group, a major Sydney developer, back in July this year. And I'll link to it in the card above. I then did a follow-up video in August, a few days later, where most of the deposits had apparently been spent by Rayland Group. It's buying off the plan. It's buying off the plan. And that is one of the risks with this. Essentially, it's, it feels like a Kickstarter for apartments because you're helping fund the project with your off-the-plan purchases. So Chinese-Australian property investors stand to lose millions in collapse of apartment developer Raylan Group. Stanley Zi feels angry and frustrated. Most of all, he feels a sense of guilt. Because of me, they lost all their money, he said. Because of my sales, because I pushed, because I allowed such a tragedy to happen. Mr. Z was a salesman with the property developer group, Raylan Group. Prior to its spectacular financial crash that left thousands of investors in its wake. As a Raylan salesman, his job was to spurk a form of property investment the company's administrators now says was legally questionable. Interesting. Interesting. He's speaking about out about what he saw at the property behemoth in the hopes that it will help the 2,300, wow, investors that have watched almost 300 million worth of property deposits and off-the-plan apartments vanish. 2,300 people, 300 million worth of deposits, gone. Well, what does that tell us? There's no such thing as a risk-free investment. There's no such thing as a risk-free investment. Buying off the plan is an element of risk, a factor greater than buying it already finished. This is a big tragedy because for many of the clients, their money was not easy to make, he said. More to the collapse than just a bad market. So Rayland Director William and I at the 2008 launch of the Ruby Apartments on the Gold Coast, sorry, 2018 launch, when Rayland Group went into administration in July with debts of what, 500 million and five unfinished projects, its demise was seen by some as a symptom of the downturn in Australia's apartment market. But there is a more complex side to this massive corporate collapse. The ABC has obtained contracts that show Rayland was asking home buyers to release their deposits as extremely risky loans to the company in return for 15% annual interest. Okay, well, 15% annual interest, 15% annual interest. So none of these people then, none of these people are, well, what can you expect really if they agreed to it? If they agreed to it, 15%, that should be warning bells. That should be incredible warning bells. That's insane interest. Insane. Because the loans were not secured to Rayland's assets, investors who agreed to release their deposits to the company are unlikely to get any of their money back now. It has collapsed. I mean, there you go, 15%. That is a 
a tremendously high rate. <laughs> it's that's almost a credit card levels of interest. What's a credit card now? 18%? How desperate are they getting? So So the title, the previous video I did here, where they were discussing about all the deposits gone. It's kind of a little misleading now going back. Sure, they'd spent the deposits for off the plan, but you would hope the investors will, you know, would have gotten legal advice to appreciate the risk that they were taking, not just signing it over. I know when we were doing our real estate transaction recently, the agent wanted me to sign over their payment already before the contract had gone through because I, I allowed the buyer an extension of time, two or three extensions of time because they had some issues and some complications and really it wasn't that big a deal for us. It just gave us more time to move. And the agent was pressuring me to release his deposit, release his deposit straight away so he could get it. And I was going, well, no, mate, nah, not in a million years. <laughs> so there you go. I mean, I, I don't feel so bad for them anymore. I mean, honestly, it's, there's always risk involved in every deposit, uh, every uh, business transaction, every investment. It's whoever tells you it's a guaranteed return or guaranteed, you know, guaranteed moneymaker is probably stretching the truth. So accounts released by the administrator reveal only a fraction of investors deposits remain in trust accounts set up for each development. The rest is believed to have been spent on Rayland's business costs and paying off previous investors interests. Sounds a bit like they would doing a Ponzi, doesn't it? I don't think, maybe not intentionally, but it's, it feels the same way, you know, that newer, the, <laughs> the deposit, well, the interest for investors was being paid from the deposits of other investors. How, how much trouble were they in? How much trouble were they in if they were getting to this point? The case has raised concerns about this method of financing off the plan developments being used across the industry. Oh yes. I mean this is this is crazy. This is concerning. 15%. What that tells me, if they had to resort to this method of financing, why couldn't they go to other options? Why weren't there other options available to them? Why couldn't they go to bridging finance or other sources of finance for less than 15%? I mean think about that. If you're paying 15% what returns are they going to have to make on these developments? So Saeed Jahani for Administrator Grant Thornton said Rayland could be referred to the Australian Securities and Investment Commission for investigation into whether the loans are in breach of laws designed to protect investors. Once you start raising money beyond 20 people, you need to have licenses from ASIC. You need to follow strict protocols in terms of how you produce documents, like a product disclosure statement. None of that was actually done by Raylan, he said. Well, there you go. There you go. Mr. Jahani is now digging through the Raylan's financial records to find out how long the 21-year-old company has been tapping investors for cash. From what we can tell, They've been doing this right from the beginning. He said, wow, right from the beginning. Are those returns just so high in this one circumstance or, or is it going all the way back? That created a massive flow of funds into Raylan. As long as they kept developing the next project, they always had the next pre-sale going 
allowing that to, they then continue to fund the working capital for the business. That's concerning. I mean, that, that's the thing when, when you receive a request for payment claim as an architect, you need to ensure that the work has been done because the danger is the builder will overclaim and then use the money to fund another project. You don't have that method of safety in design and construct, do you? So the Railing Group's founder and sole director, William Audouer, has declined interview requests. Through his lawyers, he said he deeply regrets the stress and annexy caused to creditors. We stress that any negative publicity in relation to our client and the Railing Group could jeopardize any rescue or restructure proposal, his lawyer said in an email. Oh, I'm sure it could. The company's immediate future is being led by the administrators and receivers appointed by Rayland's major lenders, including Westpac and the boutique financer Wingate. So why didn't Westpac and Wingate provide them additional financing so they didn't have to resort to this at a lower rate? They didn't want to take on the risk, did they? Both lenders deny any knowledge of the investor loan agreements. However, they are now facing the threat of at least three separate class actions being investigated on behalf of investors who say Westpac and Wingate have profited from their losses. I wouldn't be surprised. When approached in person by the ABC, Mr. O'Dwyer said he was working vigorously with the administrators but refused to answer specific questions. So Chinese Australian investors targeted. There is another side to Rayland's model. Most investors caught up in the collapse are Chinese Australians who were targeted by, by Rayland's teams of Mandarin and Cantonese salespeople. Former bus driver Ben Hung and his family invested 250000 in three off-the-plan apartments after receiving an unsolicited phone call from a Rayland salesperson in 2013. Okay, so, you know, a former bus driver and his and a family put all their money together to buy three apartments. At the time, I wanted to help my son get into the market, he said. Because he agreed to release his deposit as loans to the company, Mr. Hong now stands to lose the lot. Now, because they're releasing it as loans and all these other ASICs requirements come in place, you would expect Raylan to, well, either give project disclosure, product disclosure statements or direct these investors now, not buyers, investors to ensure they receive their own legal advice. Wonder if that happened. What do you think, guys? His son Aaron, who personally contributed forty thousand to the investment, said the collapse was a financial disaster for his parents. We're losing sleep because of this, because we literally lost all our money, he said. So they went all in. They went all in. When Mr. Z was a salesman for Rayland Group, he came up with a simple method for finding new customers. He would open the Sydney white pages and start trawling for Chinese names. For example, my surname Z or Wong or Chen, he said. He said some of his clients were experienced investors, while others were putting money into property for the first time. I had a taxi driver, a chef, even a cleaner, he said. Um, he said he had no role in formulating contracts for clients, also used his network within the Sydney Chinese community to find investors. Well, there you go. He met small business owner 
Leon Chen through a community group and in 2013 convinced him to invest 250000 in two units. It's a disaster, Mr. Chen said. I'm young and I can still come back from it compared to the older retired people. They probably invested in this to try and uh, to get some more income to support their life, but now they've lost everything. Yes, well, I mean, he's got the right... He, he understands, you know, he's at the age where you lose a bit, you build up again. He's still got enough working years in front of him. The ABC has spoken to several Raylan investors who were referred to the company through friends or relatives. Ah, oh, bugger. Mr. Chen convinced members of his extended family in China to invest with the company. They just trust me, and now I've lost my trust. What can I say to them? Mr. Chen is among about 300 investors who have registered their interest in a class action lawsuit being investigated by Sydney lawyer Matthew Bransgrove. I mean, so it's, I mean the lawyers are the ones who will get the, uh, the money in the end too, aren't they? A lot of them are in shock, he said. I spoke to a woman who invested $4 million of her superannuation and her family's superannuation money, and she was too ashamed to tell her family that it was all gone. Oh, wow. I mean, you'd think people from China who are investing in Australia would assume it'd be safe and secure. But nothing is guaranteed. Mr. Bransgrove said the class action would likely focus on Westpac and Wingate. If the evidence shows that Westpac and Wingate know that this was going on, then it's a very strong case, he said. The ABC understands law firms William Robinson and Chambers Russell have also been looking into class actions. In a statement, Wingate said he did not know of the lending arrangements Raylan reached with purchases. Wingate's financial documents prohibited Raylan from entering such agreements. The statement said, Wingate's, Wingate strongly rejects any suggestion that Wingate had, was anything other than a security secured lender to Rayland's development projects. Westpac declined to comment in detail because of customer confidentiality. Well, this is the thing. This is why they accepted the 15% or they offered the 15% because they were unsecured loans as opposed to Wingate or Westpac that were all secured against assets of the company. These people were all unsecured. So they're risking everything. At the time the Rayland Group went into administration, Westpac's major financial exposure was the development of a complex in New South Wales, the bank said in statement. The complex is a 318 unit apartment building in the Sydney suburb of Arncliffe, which the administrator said is about 60% complete. The bulk of the buyers caught up in Rayland's collapse put deposits on apartments in Rayland's four upcoming developments on the Gold Coast. In November last year, the company completed the first stage of the four-tower ruby collection of buildings in Surface Paradise. Construction has yet to begin on stages two, three, and four, as well as the nearby 673-unit Sapphire development. So there you go. There you go. Well, guys, it shows you. There's no such thing as a guaranteed investment. And it sounds like, it sounds like that uh, they weren't given the proper advice to their investors, not depositors. Anyway, guys, like, share, and subscribe. Let me know what you think in the comments, and I'll see you next time. Take care.